Well, gang, here we are. Episode 100. Did you ever think we'd get this far? I know I didn't. Let's get this thing started. As we mentioned on the top of the show, this is episode 100 of the No Persinium podcast, your guide to everything immersive. I'm your host, Noah Nelson. Two years and counting of this mad, mad nonsense, everyone. Um, you know, you don't get to do a hundredth episode of a show uh, but once, and this is our one shot at it, and we are, we're, we're taking that shot. This is going to be a very different episode uh, for those of you who have been around before, uh, some of this is going to be a little familiar in that we're basically, we're throwing this to you, the audience. We had uh, a number of you have sent in voicemail memos of, of various lengths. We're going to weave in and out of them as we go. I'm going to set them up and then let them kind of run and, and talk a little bit around them. But, um, and then at the end, uh, we'll get like, you know, me getting misty eyed or, or something to that effect. As we go on here, um, first out of the gate, well, I should let you know what I asked everybody, right? And also it's not a no pro show unless I like forget what I'm saying before I'm about to say it. And no, no, no news and notes this time. Uh, if you want the news and notes, you need to go over to medium.com slash no dash proscenium and check the news wire the news wire is humming or, you know, get those newsletters. They're going into your inbox. So there you go. That's how to, to deal with that bookkeeping stuff later. First up, uh, our first voice memo comes to us from our friend Abel, uh, who, uh, well, just, I mean, there's, there's a reason why I put Abel first. I, I think we all know what it is. Noah, it's Abel Horwitz of Serial Killer Speed Dating, your um, not-so-secret admirer. What's up? How you doing? Why don't you return my phone calls ever? I'm standing outside your house, Noah. Anyways, congratulations on your 100th episode. That is wonderful. Two years of outstanding work. Um, through the No Presidium podcast, I have discovered friends. I have discovered shows. I have discovered really a language to talk about this thing that we're all so fascinated by. And for the next two years, I, I would hope that LA gets a show that we can... You know, that can be a landmark show, the way that Sleep No More and and Then She Fell are in New York. I think we are prime for it. And I know that whenever it comes, it will come straight through the No Persinia microphone. So that's it. Happy anniversary. Happy 100th. I love you and I miss you. And I really wish you would just open your door and let me into your heart. <laughs> Are you going to put this on the air? Of course, I'm going to put this on the air, Abel. How can I not? The whole world knows already how you feel about the show. Um, Abel's great. Uh, he introduced us to a lot of fantastic people and opened our eyes up to the, the haunt and horror scene. Um, well, one of the earliest people to talk to me about that 
was our friend Marcy Hume, who who detailed lavishly her experience at uh, the Alone Experience uh, a few years back. And Marcy's been with us. She's been with us from before the beginning. And she's left us this. Hi, Noah. This is Marcy Hume, one of your fans, friends, and one of your backers of the podcast. I wanted to answer your question, where do I want to see immersive theater in the next two years? And I think for me, I, I really crave new psychological and emotional experiences in immersive theater. I think we've seen such extraordinary theatrical setups and people pushing boundaries in really extraordinary ways visually and in terms of the breadth of experience. But I think there is infinite uncharted territory in our mental and emotional experiences in immersive theater. And whether that's our own experience or new ways of connecting with other people in the audience as we go through these experiences, I think there is such uncharted territory there and immersive theater has such a unique way of helping us explore places within ourselves that we we didn't even know were there. So that for me is where I would like to see immersive theater creators um, push into and forge new territory in, in that area of the inner realms in the next couple of years. And I want to say thanks for your amazing work. I can't imagine how I would have seen all the extraordinary things that I've seen in the past few years without no proscenium. Um, and I know we're all very grateful for it. So thank you. Ah, the sound of that music is the sound of no proscenium and the sound of no proscenium would be nothing without this man right here. My name is Chris Porter. I'm the Associate Artistic Director for the Speakeasy Society, and I composed the theme and uh, the music for the No Persidium podcast. So what have I discovered because of the show? What I've discovered has been the community that encompasses all sorts of immersive experiences. I, It's not just a gimmick. It's not just a niche. It's, it's an actual community of people who have discovered something that speaks to them in a profoundly different way, and we're all investigating these different ways of exploring it. And both the audience and the creators of these experiences are all using this as a way to explore different ways of communicating story and conveying what it means to be human. And right now we're all very supportive of each other and it's an incredibly healthy environment to be growing and learning in. And I'm excited to see where we go. Where do I hope to see immersive in two years? I so- oh, thank you, Hachi. Uh, sorry, that's my cat. <clears throat> so I saw this documentary on Netflix called The Story of Film. And in it, they spoke about a guy, I believe the name was Edwin S. Porter, no relation, sadly, I, who, was, who had recorded the firemen rescuing this woman on a second floor of this house that was on fire. And he recorded it once from the outside as the firemen rushed up and then pulled her out the window and uh, drove back down. And then once from inside as the woman was screaming for help and then the fireman came in and pulled her out. And it was a couple years before he realized he could cut them together and it would show one continuous action. And then it was a couple more years before people realized that they could actually cut to something and it would convey meanwhile. So like you see a guy running up the stairs and then a cut to where his horse was left tied on the street and that was showing that meanwhile the guy was running up the stairs but the horse was still down here. And then how many more years passed before they realized that it could mean... And then 25 years later, we see this part of civilization develop. And when you think about films then, like... 
like I, I Red Violin or like even Cloud Atlas, which is you know has other issues, but when these stories are there's like six or seven stories all being cut together whipping from one to the next and it's a whole different language of editing and film that we've developed over years and by comparison immersive theater is so young and we're just starting to uh, uh collide with the arx experiences and with the which i realize with arx we're just starting to collide with vr we're just starting to collide with technologies that can enable a very individualized experience. And we are so young as a field that uh, we're at the cusp and we get to d- create this language and create this whole thing that can be something very unique and special. And it, it, it already is. And so in just two years, how far we've gone has already blown my mind. And to see where we go in another two years... I just can't wait. I want to see how much we can advance in storytelling in a way where the audience member is an active part of the story. You've probably figured out that I asked everybody two questions. First, what have they managed to discover because of this Hero Old podcast? And second, where they see this immersive thing of ours in the future, because that's another thing you do during anniversaries, is you look forward to like the next hundred episodes. And someone who has a fantastically succinct answer for that is Brent Bushnell of Two Bit Circus. And this man has some plans, so I'd listen close if I were you. What I would love to see come out of the immersive entertainment community in the next few years is for productions to push into games a little bit. Think Zelda meets Escape Room meets Then She Fell. It might involve actors, it might not. Uh, The key is that it might go on for weeks or months. You might sort of puzzle through it. Um, Jeff Hull did this a little bit with his Latitude Society, and it was awesome! There's a real real opportunity here, and God, I just want to play more of that. (laughs) Speaking of the future, our next guest kind of sounds like they're calling us from the future. Cole Rosner of Play Arts Collaborative uh, recorded this in a slightly echoey space. So just prepare yourself to be immersed in a concert hall, if you will. Take it away, Cole. In two years' time, I hope immersive theater in L.A. has a few good places to call home. Some permanent venues that allow for non-traditional shows, um, site-specific work, perhaps different floors, different areas, taking over office buildings um, as ways for different theater companies to reimagine space show by show. And I also hope that we find avenues to make non-traditional shows in non-traditional spaces um, on a site-specific level in a more accessible way. So um, a way to market those shows, a way to get audiences out to these destination productions and ways to continue to collaborate with each other on audiences and artists and supporting supporting all of these things within this creative and wild world. In two years' time, I hope the immersive theater community in L.A. can call a few places home non-traditional spaces that can be reimagined by many different theater companies um, and can share the marketing power of venue identity and crossover of artists and audiences 
and I hope we find new avenues to create site-specific work in non-traditional spaces all around LA and ways to make that a real destination type art experience that is woven into the event scene of Los Angeles and beyond. Our next caller is one of our most steadfast allies here in the immersive scene in Los Angeles, where we record the majority of the show. And indeed, we used to record part of the show at his space. I'm talking about Jacob Patterson of Think Tank. When the gallery was there, we used the recording studio. And indeed, uh, that may that may happen again if the stars align. But it's been a very difficult year for a lot of us here for many different reasons. And uh, some of our old episodes talk about exactly that uh, and a lot of insight there. And just I could not be happier to have Jacob as a partner in so much of what the immersive community here does. This is Jacob Patterson from Think Tank Gallery, a.k.a. Think Tank Productions or whatever the hell we're called now. Um, also, Artist Real Talk, the podcast that we had Noah on recently because we met him through this podcast. Um, so besides discovering Noah and all of his beautiful insights, I've discovered how to best connect an artistic message to an audience. Essentially, I didn't know what immersive art was until I found this show, and I'd experienced it. In fact, we had produced immersive art, but I didn't know what it was. Um, now I do, and I know that more than film, music, theater, um, immersive is the best way to penetrate a willing audience member with an idea. As far as where I hope to see immersive in th- two years, um, I want to see immersive art penetrate more mainstream markets in a more intellectual way, not quite the Bjork VR theater experience that's happening right now, but stuff that's less weird, aka Bjork Signature. I want to see the major pop culture manufacturers who also bear some genius begin working in immersive. So when James Terrell inspired Drake to steal from him, it was a sign that we might get there. Drake steals from everyone, so I guess that's not an accomplishment for Terrell, but when those things are leveraged to the widest audiences available in an actually captive sense, not just teased in good set design on a music video, like in Drake shit, and audiences are interested to experience that stuff firsthand, we will really start getting somewhere for audiences to accidentally learn something emotional or spiritual on a mass scale. Those of you in LA know our next caller as Phil Daring or as Dalton Trumbo. It's Matt Bamberg Johnson of the Speakeasy Society. Um, he's he's going to tell you his name in a second here, but I just want to, I just want to say, you know, one of the great joys of this for me has been the friends I've made along the way. And I know that's a cliche, it's not the journey. Wait, it is the journey. It's the friends. Look, it gets a little confusing sometimes. And so does the idea of, you know, what my place in this great big immersive world is. And Matt's one of those people who helps me navigate that. Uh, and it can get, uh, it can get weird sometimes because these days I, I can't tell where I end and no proscenium begins anymore. And just really, Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's, that's for later in the show. 
Here's Matt. This is Matthew Bambry Johnson from the Speakeasy Society, and I just want to say that No Proscenium has helped me to discover the vast diversity of different styles and approaches to immersive in this city and all over the world. Now I'm going to cop to something. This has been a very LA-heavy episode of the show, uh, mostly because uh, that's who responded to the call to action. So New Yorkers, uh, if you want to want to be more of a part of this, you uh, you need to answer your emails. But it's not just Los Angeles. Coming to us from San Francisco is... Hey there, this is Steve Boyle from Epic Immersive. It has been so exciting to see the immersive theater world grow into such a tight-knit community thanks in no small part to the work of No Proscenium. And I'm excited to watch this community go global in the years to come. And believe you me, this community is global. I know because I can look at the metadata and I see where the podcast is being downloaded and it really blows my mind that, um, you know... You're listening in New Zealand or Dubai or you're in London uh, or even that you're you're in New York. Um, yes, sometimes I marvel at broadcast and Internet technology and just, oh, wow, that's really cool. I can be everywhere, you know, which gets us into a whole idea of virtual presence versus real presence. But again, again, getting ahead of myself, we we will get philosophical. And in fact, I am missing a philosophical beat for a second. With that in mind, let's call up the message from Jamie Peterson. Jamie was like the second or third guest on the show. I could look it up, but I'm not going to right now. I know the Speakeasy Society was the first. I know that Annie Saunders of the Wilderness was episode zero. And I know that Jennifer Chang of of Chalk Rep was either two or three. And Jamie was in there as well. And this man's thinking has helped shape so much of my own. And yeah, I think you're gonna you're gonna get that right now. In two years, I'd like to see the economy of immersive change dramatically. I'd like to see commissioning organizations and things that we see for film and also for theater, the structures that exist for those sort of take hold for help helping to uh, cultivate and um, develop immersive work. There's not really a system. Uh, that allows you to uh, experiment with trial and error in this kind of field. The other thing that I would love to see is a more unity between technologically focused immersive, which is like VR, AR, and the physical space immersion. Um, There's a really interesting dynamic sort of both of those things have very interesting components to them and I think that finding a way to have those two be unified is one of the boldest new frontiers we have uh, in the field. Also huge congratulations Noah. Uh, This is a great podcast and I was so honored to be in such an early part of it. Uh, I think the work that you do in LA is incredibly important especially for the community and uh, Thank you so much for every all the time and energy that you put in for very little material gain. <laughs> From an old friend to a relatively new one, although it has been about a year since Fringe, where we met Jennifer. Hey, no pro. This is Jennifer Zhang, and I want to pipe in on the 100th episode. And as for the question, where do you hope to see immersive in two years? I think immersive theater in two years is definitely going to enter the mainstream. 
<laughs> to say the least. Um, but also incorporate many other genres and mediums that maybe we haven't thought of yet. Um, the relationship between immersive theater and VR, for example, could be heavily strengthened um, in two years' time. I mean, just thinking about um, how far we've come from last year to this year, 2017, we've already made leaps and bounds, you know. Um, having gone to VR LA both years, uh, making comparisons between those, and also... Um, yeah, seeing the amount of new immersive shows pop up at the Fringe compared to last year, like, it's all super exciting. And I can't wait to see how immersive theater utilizes new technologies in its execution. Really looking forward to another year and more years to come with no pro. And I've got one more caller till I seize the mic and do what I do best which is ramble incoherently. And this, well, this is not like anything else. Hello, Noah, our dearest Elysian child. This is with We needed to contact you to reveal that for which we have discovered because of our recurring yet never repeating presentations. Unfortunately, this discovery most often develops from error. The worse the error, the larger the lesson learned. Of which, during our several year and multiple show run of there have been manifold mistakes, be it law enforcement obstruction, or participant flow from crowd swell, or threats of lawyer intrusion. However, the worst error item is always due to operator error. The misspelling of key text or mentally moving swifter than are physically competent to do, or even a weak narrative apparatus. But the most tragic flaw we at have faced was believing that we could handle a massive show for a mass of humans with no time for rehearsal and only a few hours for construction. We at had previously pushed forward with and been pushed forward by pure momentum and fortitude, these factors got us a long way over the years. Our major flaw at that moment was assuming we could pull it off yet again after so many near tragedies that ended up being triumphs. So, we were willing to risk it, and thus sold tickets and had participants arrive even while it seemed nearly impossible to accomplish. We learned a massive amount from this experience, as we do in more minute and less public ways at every show about what it is we are doing and who we are, as beings. It turns out that we at are learning along with the participants exactly what this form of art is, and how it functions. Thank you, Noah, Radiant Entity, and our apologies for the necessity of redaction. I told you it wasn't going to be like anything else. But I left that for the end for a reason. Because what they say is true for all of us. We are discovering this as we go. We're, for lack of a better term, although I have them, we're making it up as we go along. In fact, these days, more and more, I view the last three years of the newsletter and the last two years and 100 episodes. Did I mention this was the 100th episode? This is the 100th episode. 
the last hundred episodes of the podcast, because I guess we count this one as, you know, not even the beta. It's not even the beta. We haven't even been in beta mode. This has been the alpha. We are in beta from here on out. We are testing, we are changing, we are learning, we are evolving. And I've been teasing changes, but you over the next few weeks are going to see a lot of changes at No Persinium, a lot. And in the months ahead, even more changes. Because like Hunter S. Thompson is said to have said, when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. And pro is in our name. In a sense, I, um, hmm. now, now we're never getting into it. Um, I had a habit in my youth of starting blogs, of picking up something and running with it for a little while and then getting, getting bored or getting overwhelmed or getting just, just tired of it. Um, that's true. That's, that's a real thing. Happened a lot. Uh, one of my friends used to joke that, uh, you know, whenever I had a new idea, I'd start a new blog. We did some silly zine stuff back in the day. And, and all along, I was working on other projects, and I had, I had jobs. And oftentimes, the job would get in the way of the projects, and then it would come to an end. When I stepped out and started NoPro three years ago uh, on a Christmas break just trying to keep track of whatever work was going on in Los Angeles. And then every decision that we've made since both myself and those who work on it with me, um, to which I want to say, hi, Zay, hi, Dean, hi, Albert, hi, Jessica, hi, Megan, hi, Cindy, hi, Juliet, and hello, Ellen to all of you. Um, Oh, and, and Lisa, I don't think he's listening to the show because she, because she doesn't listen to the show, um, to all of them uh, who are helping behind the scenes, uh, work in the curatorial slots, the decisions we make um, that I that I that I shape are to one purpose and one person purpose only, and that is to build this up, brick by brick. And I've known all along that if we just screamed things out from the rooftops. We might attract attention, but we might also really confuse people as to why we're screaming on rooftops. And as much as our mandate is to promote the work in Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Seattle, Orlando, the Twin Cities, I could go on and on and on and on. San Diego, Las Vegas, Denver, London. As much as that is the work, more to the point, the work is to educate the audience and to help the creators educate themselves. You know it. You know how wonky this show is. And the wonkiness is always going to be deep in the heart. But it's time. It's time to start shouting from the rooftops. It's time we've got a stable foundation. This is where you come in. Because we need your help 
on multiple levels. One, if you are within the sound of my voice and you are in a city that NoPro currently does not have a newsletter in, you need to write me, Noah at NoProsinium.com. I have a job for you. And by a job, I mean an unpaid internship. Although there are benefits and perks, and we can talk about those. But I have a mission. I need your eyes. I need your ears. I may need your hands. And I definitely need your voice. If you are in a city where we already cover, you're not off the hook. Oh, no. We need birdies everywhere letting us know about the things that we don't know about already. Because as we professionalize, we're also expanding our network. So I need you to write me and let me know that you're willing to say something if you see something. I need you to connect into Everything Immersive on Facebook. Everythingimmersive.com is the easiest way to do that. Join that community. I've got people who are going to be standing up in different cities to sort of be uh, team captains there. So if you're outside of the Southland, in particular, I need you. There's the Slack channel. This feels like I'm doing the, the credits. The Slack channel's really interesting in that it's, it's getting more and more creator-centric. So if you are someone who's making this work or you want to be making this work, you email me and let's connect you in with the other people who are making this work. We need your financial support. That's for certain. We'll do that in a bit. But more than anything, more than all of that, if you can hear me right now, I want you to think of the friend who you want to introduce to this stuff, who you want to get on board the train as we hurdle into the immersive future. And I want you to have them listen to our next episode. Yeah, not this one, our next episode, because that's where things start to change. And that's where we start to really make an effort to expand. If you have people you think want to get the newsletter, I want you to tell them about it. I want them to subscribe. Now we've been holding back. We held back for a long time because of the MailChimp stuff that those days are over. The floodgates are open. Tell a friend, let's get the numbers up. Let's expand. Let's keep growing. As I record this, we're probably hitting like 900 people in Everything Immersive. We've got way more than that in the newsletters, and we're not done growing yet. We're at the point where the shows in some cities are at capacity, but that's fine. Because we're going to need even more people to dive in if we want this stuff to really sustain. And there are plans in motion to make sure that the capacity is there. Conversations being held, yada, yada. I don't want to jinx anything. I've already said too much. It became clear to me more than a year ago that, that this is probably my life's work. Um, and in the past year, past six months, really, like since the start of the year, a little before the start of the year, it became clear to me that... Um, it's all consuming. So if you wonder why I seem ubiquitous and I'm constantly doing stuff because I am the day job is wonderful and I love it and I'm so thankful for it. 
and without it, I couldn't do this stuff. But you know, if you see me out there and I seem a little fried, it's because I am, um, because this takes everything and more. And the best part is, and the worst part is, I'm willing to give it all. So thank you for giving me a path, a road, a journey, a meaning, and for letting me serve you as your guide to everything immersive. I'm Noah Nelson. This is No Presidium. You can find us online at nopresidium.com, at nopresidium on Twitter. Everythingimmersive.com sends you to the Facebook group. The Patreon, which backs this program, is patreon.com slash nopresidium. And believe you me, we need your assistance. That's also the second time I've said believe you me in this podcast. Oh, I keep track. I keep track. I nearly said it again. You can email us, noah at nopresidium.com. That's where you send us tips on shows and events and themed bars, all the stuff that you know we love. You can also request access to the Slack that way and connect with creators and fans in there. We open all these pathways to you because we're at the start of something. This is just the beginning. And I can't wait to see where we go next. Next week. So many changes for you. I can't wait. Until then, I'll see you at the show.